0: slash secret podcast. Don't miss out. This is going to transform your exam prep and help you enjoy the process of becoming a licensed architect. All right, enjoy the episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another wonderful episode of Design, Create, Inspire. Thank you so much for being here. Today, I am kicking off A really exciting series that you may have seen. Now, this was my 31 days of best ARE tips. And I was really excited when I I decided to come up with this. I'm like, okay, I need to give people all the tips that I got, that people have been asking for, all that good stuff. And I was trying to figure out how do I do that in a way that is, consolidated, so I'm not giving you so much information, but also that is effective and help helpful because there's so many tips that you can get. So what I did was I decided to release these on a day-to-day basis. So 31 days, I was thinking, okay, December, this is perfect. Yes, we have 12 days of Christmas, but why not do 31? So you may have seen some of those days in December. Then I decided I wanted to compile it all so you could have it all in one place. So you didn't have to go to all the different videos. You could do it all in one place. And that is here. Now, what I also did was I put all of this in a beautifully organized PDF so you can have it to reference whenever you need to. There's more information, there's links to click on, all that good stuff. And this is totally free for you. Um, it's just designed to help you along the way as an additional resource. Now you can download this right now at dci.beyoungdesign.com slash tips. You can also, I will leave a link in the show notes and the comments everywhere so that you can just click that so you don't have to remember it, but it's pretty easy. So dci. Dot be young tips Again, completely free download for you. So you can have this as a reference. In the meantime, let's go through it. I always tend to give a little more information in my videos and when I'm talking. So now you have a succinct resource, but then also let's talk about it. And if you have any questions, if you have additional tips, anything like that, throw them in the comments. I would love to help support you. And then also everyone else can help support each other too. So if you have, again, an additional tip that could benefit someone, let us know. If you have a question and you want us to dive into it a little bit deeper, let us know. All right, let's get into it. Tip number one, create a plan. Creating a successful plan is the only way you will stay consistent with your exams, whether you pass, you fail, or you don't know where to study. Creating a proper plan is the best way to get you to the finish line. Now, this can look like developing a study plan, which I have the ultimate study plan. If you haven't heard of it already, this is the ultimate mini course designed to help you create an effective study plan that also factors in rest. It factors in um, life and everything. When I was going through my exams, I was a mother, I was a wife, I was a business owner, and I had to factor all of that in and still take and pass my exams. So I had to create a really effective plan. So if you want to know more about the ultimate study plan, you can go uh, check it out on my website. I'll also, I'll try to remember to leave a link down below as well. Uh, I'm pretty sure the address is dci.beyoungdesign.com slash uppercase USP ultimate study plan. Okay. Number two, take exams in this order. All right. Practice management, project management, construction evaluation, programming and analysis, project planning and design, project development and documentation. Take them in that order. You will thank me later. Now, what this is, is you're taking the pro practice exams first and then you're taking the technical exams. And some people may say, hey, I want to start with the harder exams. But let me tell you, these exams are so much more than just knowing the information and having experience in those areas. These exams are about knowing how to take these exams knowing how to study efficiently, and knowing how to mentally prepare as you get through them. So it's not just about what you may have experience with. So if you want to get through them successfully, take them in that order. Tip number three, make the ARE a priority. It is not going to last forever. This is one small season of your life. And it's really easy to get discouraged and put studying off because it feels overwhelming, but make it a priority and it's the fastest way you'll pass. It's really easy to make other things in our lives priorities. And some things we have to, I understand we have, you know, family or work or whatever, but we have to bring the AREs up to that same level and let people around us know that. So that we can get through it. Because the more you put it at that higher level, the faster you'll get through it. And then you never have to think about it again. So make it one of your top priorities. Tip number four, organize your resources. No, you do not need every single resource in the NCARB recommended resources. And you need some that aren't even in that list. So Organize your resources. I have a free download that is has been downloaded by thousands of people at this point and has been a huge resource. So go download that now. I will leave a link somewhere. It's ARE Resource Guide to tell you what to use, how to use it, and there's more even than that. So um, organize your resources so you're studying effectively and efficiently, and you're not reading textbooks cover to cover. Tip number five, schedule it. Now, once you have a plan in place, you have your resources organized, even if you haven't fully studied and you're not totally prepared, schedule your exam because this will create a deadline, which will kick your butt into action. So tip number five, it's an important one. Go schedule it. When you have a set date for when you are going to take your exam, you can work backwards and figure out how much you need to study, when you need to study and it also allows you to stay on that path wa- rather than pushing it off, rather than saying, Oh, I'll study tomorrow. It's like, Oh no, I can't study tomorrow because I literally have an exam next week. Schedule it. And I highly, highly encourage you to not reschedule it. If you ever have a feeling like you want to reschedule it, send me a DM and I'll talk you off the ledge. Do not reschedule your exam. Tip number six, plan for every outcome. This is a strategy that is used by some of the top athletes and professionals is not only do you plan and mentally prepare for a pass, but you also prepare for a fail. So literally visualize what that looks like and plan for both outcomes so you know how to react if that happens. Some might say, hey, if I'm visualizing a fail, does that mean I'm going to call that into existence? No, it just means that you are going to be able to prepare so you're less likely to freak out. It also sets up into action what the next steps are so that you know how to proceed. So if you only plan for a pass, if you get a fail and it's an outcome that you do not want and you were not expecting, it can be defeating and it can stop you from moving forward. If you plan for a fail and you say, okay, if I failed, this is what I'm going to do. These are the steps that I'm going to take afterwards. Then you have that in place. Of course, you can be bummed and, and feel the feels, of course, but you know what the next steps are. And it encourages you to continue forward because one of the biggest obstacles of these exams is staying consistent with it. It's really easy to. Take one, take three, take five, fail one and put them off or give up. So create a plan for what that looks like and you will succeed. Tip number seven, read the architect's handbook of professional practice, not the student version, get the professional version. This will be your Bible. This is critical for especially the professional exams. Now I recommend you purchase it and keep it. I keep mine in my studio and I actually reference it as a firm owner kind of often. It's a really, really wonderful source. It's incredible. It's not worth passing on because you want to save a buck. It's one of the resources that you're going to find a lot of value in. So don't skip it. All right, tip number eight know these contracts. A101. A-201, B-101, and C-401. You're going to need to know more contracts and NCARB lists like a billion other contracts. And I'm not saying you don't have to know more, but these are the ones you really want to focus on. You want to read the commentaries on, you want to listen to lectures on, and you want to have a deep understanding of. The other ones, you want to know what they are, what they're used for, but these are the ones that you need to know. Really understanding these contracts is critical. It's not just knowing, oh, I know that this one is for consultants and this one's the owner architect agreement. It's understanding what the contract actually is saying, who is responsible for what, um, what the roles and responsibilities are and what the contract then places, uh, On the architect or the owner or the contractor in terms of liability, all that good stuff. So you really have to understand it. So start with these four contracts, branch out from there, but really dive deep into these ones. Tip number nine, stop studying the day before your exam. I'm not kidding. Put your books away, make a beautiful, amazing dinner and stop studying. You will not fail because you stopped studying the day before. Allowing yourself to rest and recuperate will actually help you pass. So often I find that people are bringing in new resources or new information or killing themselves the day before because they want to make sure they pack everything in, but it is not effective. It is effective to rest, to marinate in the information you know. Run over, you know, concepts and stuff in your head, but don't actually bring in new information or try to focus on studying. It's more important to focus on your self-care and your rest and your health and your mental health. So focus on those things the day before. Do not focus on studying. Tip number 10. This is a big one that is often overlooked find out what type of learner you are and study based on that. You can take a quiz. You can take my mind over ARE course where we do a deep dive into the type of learner you are. And the most important thing is that this helps you study effectively and efficiently. So you're only studying what you need to study and you're able to retain the information. Now, if you want more information on my mind over ARE course, this is my small group coaching course that I have quarterly. We uh, may or may not be in a group right now, depending on when you're watching this, but there will be a link below. You can get on the wait list. You can join if we're in, in open enrollment. This, we talk all about what type of learner you are, how to study efficiently, how to um, work on the retaining part of the information and how to set you up for success based on the mindset and the other part of taking exams. So it's a huge one. I'm not going to dive into it right now, but if that's something you're interested in, go check out the link. Tip number 11, make a study plan that you will actually stick to. So one that you will not give up on one that is realistic and one that you will be able to feel good about. Now, if you need help with this, I have the ultimate study plan that you can be a part of. It's my mini course. It's asynchronous, so you can go and take it right now, but this will help set you up for success. Now, making a study plan that you're going to stick to, this means that you're not over scheduling yourself. You're not making unrealistic goals, you are actually setting up a plan that fits everything else in and allows you to incorporate things like failing and incorporate things like taking off breaks for vacation, but whatever it is that will help you stay consistent so you don't give up. Tip number 12, allow yourself rest. Now, when you're taking the AREs, this might sound like the last thing you want to be doing or can do, but you have to rest because if you don't rest while you're taking the exams or when you're studying, you're gonna burn out. So allow rest in your schedule. And tip number twelve does go back into creating a plan that is realistic, that is something that you do factor in rest. So make sure you're creating that plan that then allows you to rest and be your most effective self. Tip number 13, do not give up after a fail. Statistically, most candidates will fail at least one exam. So do not give up after a fail. You are not alone. And the most important thing is to keep going. Now it's okay to rest. It's okay to take The time to feel the feels of that fail because let's be honest, whether you expect it or not, nobody enjoys that and it's not fun. But the biggest thing that you can do is not give up because the only way you can really fail these exams and fail at becoming a licensed architect is by giving up and not taking the exams. Tip number 14 this is for parents. If you are a parent, make the ARE one of your top priorities. Start listening today at dci.beyoungdesign.com slash podcast Don't miss out. This is going to transform your exam prep and help you enjoy the process of becoming a licensed architect. All right. Back to the episode. Don't take my words wrong, your family is of course your top priority, but this is in line with your top priority and make this clear to your family. Let them know it's a season. It won't last forever and if they are on board to help you succeed and they know how important this is to you, then you will succeed. Now, sometimes this means that one partner is helping out or doing duties more than the other partner. And so having that clear conversation in the very beginning, like, hey, I'm starting this, it's going to be a little bit of a process. It might be kind of grueling and tough at times. There might be times where I'm lashing out at you. I don't even really know why. It's just because I'm stressed or I'm nervous about my exam. But thank you for giving me this time to really put in, the energy into this because I am passionate about it. You know, if you have a supportive partner, it will lead you to success because you will have that foundation. So having that conversation early on and just creating those expectations is huge. Tip number 15, know the AIA B101 owner architect agreement. This is critical for knowing if you want to dive deeper into this i have a full two hour mini course lecture where i dive into it i will leave a link below now the owner architect agreement is the b 101 and i always get confused about this because to me a series would be for architect and b would be for contractor or c would be for contractor But the way I could remember it is that, oh, yeah, it's wrong and not the way it should be. So A is for contractor, which I still don't understand. And B is for architect. So hopefully you always remember that. Also, the way I'd remember is B for Bryn, Bryn's the architect. (laughs) So that would help me as well. So hopefully you can help remember that. But definitely know the B101. It's a really important one. Tip number 16, know these chapters of the IBC. Three, five, six, seven, and 10. Do not memorize them, but know what they contain. Know what tables are in them so that if you are given a reference in one, in your exam, you're able to quickly go and know where you need to find the information. You may get some of these chapters in your case studies, but if you're having to go to each chapter to figure out where the information is, you'll never pass. So you have to know what is in what chapter. Tip number 17, no basic ADA dimensions. And the important ones that you really wanna key in on are things like circulation, reaching clearances, ramp requirements, accessible routes, Door handings, so when you're approaching a door, you're going to really want to know and understand those dimensions. Tip number 18, practice deep breathing. Not only during the exam, but before the exam and even during your studying. Deep breathing is huge for relaxing the nerves and it will help you get clarity so you can remember the information that you know and help you pass. Deep breathing is huge anytime anxiety creeps up. So if you are feeling extra anxious or anything like that, there's tons of grounding techniques that you can practice, which I teach in Mind Over ARE. But if you want to start with just the most basic, plant your feet on the ground and focus on your breath. And that will really help you when that anxiety comes in. Tip number 19, know where the vapor barrier is located. And here's a hint. It will always be on the warm side of the insulation, specifically in the winter time. So this changes depending on the climate and the ARE will ask you specific climate and you need to understand what that climate is like, what their winters are like and where the warm side would be during that time. Tip number 20, know the different types of foundations and understand when you need to know shallow foundations versus deep foundations. So go do a deep dive into foundations and understand some of the basic ones and when to use them. Now, a couple I'm just going to quickly go into. I won't even you do a deeper dive yourself because this is going to be like a three hour video, but slab on grade, raised foundations, And then you have caissons, you have piles, you have things like mini piles. So go into those, figure out when you would use them, in what sort of soil conditions, what sort of topography, and which ones are considered deep foundations and which ones are considered shallow foundations. Tip number 21, understand, remember, and memorize unit conversions. This is something you would not ever think about, especially for something like project management, but it's something you need to know. Things like how many miles are in an acre, things like how many square feet are in a cubic feet, or how many feet are in a cubic feet, and when you need to convert those. What's most important too is that when you get any sort of word problem that includes things like miles or feet or any sort of units, immediately before you even do math, look at the answers and see what units are in the answers. Sometimes that will tell you what you need to convert the main question units to. And that simple thing can make or break getting it right. Because if you say the answer is in... Cubic feet, and you do the calculation or you figure out the answer in square feet, and you forget to multiply and and figure out the cubic feet version of it, that could make you get the answer wrong. Tip number 22 if exam anxiety is crippling, then figure out alternative methods to help you get through it. And some of my favorites are things like hypnosis and meditation and affirmations. These are things that aren't the most common in the architecture world, especially in the exam world, but they can help tremendously if you are dealing with overwhelming anxiety. I teach all about this. I also provide meditations and hypnosis and affirmations in my program, Mind Over ARE. If you're interested in finding out more about that, reach out. There will be a link below. I'm happy to answer any questions you have as well. So send me a DM or write a comment or anything like that. Tip number 23, know the different contractual relationships and specifically these ones. Design, bid, build, design, build, the construction manager. There's a couple of them, but the construction manager contracts and the integrated project delivery. So these are the different types of delivery. Systems that you can do for a project, and you need to understand what that means for contracts, what that means for roles and responsibilities, and what that means for liabilities. So understand definitely those specific ones. Now, there's other contractual relationships that you'll need to understand, but these are the specific ones that you'll really want to have a good understanding of. All right, tip number 24, be grateful for being able to sit for this exam. This is something that is often overlooked, but people forget how much work it takes to even get the opportunity to sit for this exam. So even if you fail, even if you pass, even if it takes you six years, be grateful for Being able to sit and take that exam, it is a accomplishment that should be hugely rewarded. Tip number 25, know your vertical seismic systems. So you really have to understand and know the difference between moment frame, braced frame, shear walls, and when you would use those in what circumstance. So how that affects the design and why you would use one over the other. Tip number 26, know where to locate a building on a site in relation to water, in relation to a hillside, and depending on things like climate, wind patterns, sun location, all of that stuff. Know where to locate a building in a specific category. So that when you are asked a specific location on a hill near a pond, you know exactly where that building should be placed. Tip number 27, learn how to take notes. This may seem like a ridiculous tip, but it is critical because there's many different ways to take notes. And depending on what type of learner you are, it will change up how you should take notes. So find out what type of learner you are and then figure out what the best type of note-taking strategy is for that learner. This is something that we dive into in my course Mind Over ARE and something that has been one of the most transformational epiphanies of my students. So it's a very critical one. Learn how to take efficient notes so that you are studying so that you can retain the information and you can pass the exam. Tip number 28. Remember that the AREs are a marathon, not a sprint. If you are hoping to run through these as fast as possible, you will set yourself up for disappointment. And the best architects are ones that really retain the information from these exams because they set you up for being a great architect. And the best way to do that is to really understand the information and really get a deep knowledge. So look at it as a marathon, not a sprint. Tip number 29, focus on practice quizzes and exams. So the week or two before your exam, I want you to really focus on practice quizzes and practice exams and tailor your studying based on your results from those exams. So instead of just bringing in new information and reading cover-to-cover textbooks, take the practice exams and figure out what information you don't completely understand yet and that you need to dive deeper into. Tip number 30, set realistic goals. So set yourself up for success by setting goals that are realistic. And this can look a hundred different ways, but it is in terms of Fails, passes, timeline, all that stuff. Create goals that are exciting, but are also manageable. Tip number 31, don't forget to celebrate. One of the most overlooked things of the ARE journey is celebration. You need to celebrate when you study. You need to celebrate when you pass. And you need to celebrate when you fail. Because when we celebrate, our brain is triggered to enjoy the process and then we'll keep going. So don't forget to celebrate and make sure you really plan what that looks like. So create something that will encourage you. What? How are you going to celebrate after you take an exam? How are you going to celebrate after a week of great studying? And put together something so that it holds you accountable, even when you don't really feel like celebrating. Like if you get a failed exam, if you already have a plan, Then you will be able to go and celebrate whether you want to or not. And it will make you feel so much better. So don't forget to celebrate. All right. Those are the 31 tips I have for the ARV. A little bit of mindset, a little bit of content, a little bit of strategy, kind of it all mixed together. And most importantly, it's so important to remember that you've got this, that you are an intelligent, Amazing person who got to this point of sitting for the exams. Maybe you've taken some. Maybe you're just getting started. Know that you've got this. Yes, it takes a lot of work. It can be grueling. It can test you. And honestly, you might be a totally different person when you finish them than when you start. But just remember the whole time that you have got this. So these 31 tips will hopefully help pave the way For success and help push you when you're starting to feel down or just help create momentum when you need it. If you need any additional advice or anything like that, you should definitely join my mind over ARE group coaching program where this is like what we go into for six weeks. Essentially, it's, this is like a small snippet and we dive deep. It's something that brings me so much joy. It's something that brings my students so much value, and I love seeing all the successes coming out of it. So if this is something that has resonated with you that you want to dive deeper into, you want to work in a small coaching, intimate setting, then Mind Over ARE is definitely for you. So Whether you join Windover A.R.E., I am here for you. DM me. Let me know what you thought. Leave a review. Those are so tremendously helpful. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a comment, all those good things. But most importantly, I like to hear from you to know if I provided any value. I hope so. Don't forget, you can go download all 31 of these tips, plus a little bit more, in the free download, and that will be linked below. Okay. I hope you enjoyed those of my 31 best ARE tips, and I hope you have a beautiful day.